Sabbath School Lessons from the Bible Deuteronomy Present Truth in Deuteronomy This book is the most important book of Moses. We want to discover what's inside. Jesus quoted this book more than any other book in the Bible. So it was Jesus' favorite book. I'm interested in it very much. Are you interested too? Then be with us. We want to find out why Jesus loved this book so much. There's a mystery about it, but we will discover it together. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study in 13 lessons the book Deuteronomy, the fifth book of Moses. And there we have a look at the present truth in Deuteronomy. Now our first lesson, preamble to Deuteronomy. Our memory text for this week we find in the first letter of the first epistle of John, chapter 4, verse 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. This is the quintessence of that what the Apostle John discovered during his lifetime. God is love. Love, a relationship between two human beings, is the most wonderful experience human beings can ever find out. So the first time you fell in love, fall in love, it, it is something you 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 hover <laughs> above the ground. It's, it's simply great. Somebody loves me. And now imagine the highest, the mightiest, the most intelligent of the universe, the creator, he loves me. So this is the point. And this is what John discovered and what the writers of the Bible discovered, God is love. And therefore, in response, they loved God. And then their life was a success. And the same it is with you. Once you discover God is love, and he loves you, the Almighty loves you, you personally, then your life will change from nothingness to a valuable one. You are loved by the Almighty. Have you already discovered that? Love to be loved. 
In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, we read, God is love. And the same we find in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. I read from verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then this very, very important verse 5. And ye shall love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul, with all thy might. When Jesus was asked, what is the most important command, the most important text, the most important verse of the Bible? He cited this verse I've just read in the Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. This is the most important aspect of life ever. Once you discover this, you enter into a garden full of roses, as you can see in this picture here. You will enter and you will smell the roses, what they are like. And your, your eyes, they will look at all the colors. Once you discover God is love, then life begins. This is the starting point in your history. And... When you, in response, start loving God because he loved you first, your life will change into a life of quality. God is the one who wants you to become a special being, a human being qualified for service for him. When you know that you are loved, you can rest in this love. As you can rest when you discover, oh, this person loves me and wants to marry me. That's the same. The fall and the flood. When Adam and Eve were created in a paradise, they had the best surroundings you can imagine. Fruits, a variety of fruits. Ah, it was just great. Their dress, <laughs> they beamed with glory. They, they beamed like the sun. And they had everything you, you can think of. But then the day came when Eve separated from her husband and went to the tree of knowledge of good and evil alone. She was single at that moment. And then the devil took his chance. He talks with Eve and in the end Eve knows, because Satan wants her to know this, it is a 
big, huge advantage, eating from the forbidden fruit. She trusted in the wrong person. And she mistrusted the right person. Every mistake we make in life, you can find in this situation. Mistrusting a person you should trust and trusting a person you shouldn't trust. That's the philosophy of life. And quality of life will start when you trust the one who is trustworthy. And when you mistrust the one who is not trustworthy, then you are on the right path. That's all you must know. But how do you know whom shall, shall I trust? The one who was willing to sacrifice himself for you on the cross. Trust him. And do not trust the one who was the one who wanted Jesus to be killed on the cross. So trust the one who did everything for you. He loves you. The Call of Abraham In Genesis chapter 12, we read in the first verses. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you. I imagine three points. Get out of your country, but then you are a stranger in another country, aren't you? So you lose safety. Go out of your kindred. You lose another safety. And get out from your father's house. So you, you become very small. And then you are in danger, aren't you? Because when you are a stranger and only a tiny group, and you get into another country, they will say, oh, here are goats and sheep. Oh, let's take these people, let's kill them, and then we get their cattle. So you are in danger, aren't you? But God goes on saying, I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So you will only do so when you trust the Almighty. Otherwise, you will never act like this. And Abraham, and that's, that's so wonderful, he trusted God. And therefore, what God promised could be fulfilled. And he told him, And I will bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed, because the Redeemer will be born out of your nation. 
And so all nations will be blessed by this Redeemer. Abraham, he trusted God. What about you? That's your big chance. The covenant at Sinai. When the Israelites got out of Egypt because of all the plagues, ten plagues, and in the end the Pharaoh was willing to let them go. And then God said to them in Exodus 19 verse 4, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself, to Mount Sinai. And then he said to them, it was Moses, or did God ever try to go and take for himself a nation from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand, and an outstretched arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes? We find this text in Deuteronomy 4, verse 34. Is anything like that? God taking one nation to be his property, that they fulfill his will. And what happened? These people, about them God said, you should be my special people, my property. And he asked him, do you want to be that people? Do you want to obey my commandments? Do you want to fulfill my will? Then you will be blessed. It will be a blessing to all the nations if you trust me. So you have to chance. I will make a covenant with you if you are willing to be the other part in this covenant. And the people answered, everything, everything we will do. All the commandments. We will obey. And then this covenant was made. The Almighty with the people. And this was the starting point. So that we can look at the book of Deuteronomy. Here is the starting point. Apostasy and punishment. When the Israelites were in the desert, they approached the promised land. And they came nearer and nearer, and then 12 spies were sent out to have a close look at the country they wanted to go to. 12. And they needed 40 days. Then they came back. And they told the following story. The promised land. It's great. And they brought grapes. <laughs> so long. The two men carried a stick and this grape came down to the bottom. Ah, 
figs, olive trees, and so on. Rain from heaven, fountains there, and so on. There's only one problem. But this problem is a big one. The land is already filled with people. We are not the first coming there. And those who have already been there, they have built towns with high walls. And the people there, they, they look like giants. Oh, they are huge, they are tall. So forget about it, no chance. We will never succeed getting into this promised land. Ten of the spies had this idea about the land. And two of the spies said, yes, it's a wonderful land. And God promised that we will get it. So we will have fights, battles with the inhabitants there. But with God on our side, we will be the winners. So what's the problem? But the other ten, they said, no chance at all. And in the end, the people believed the ten and not the two. They mistrusted God. And then they were not allowed to get in there. All those who had been twenty and more years of age, they would never get there because of mistrusting God. What about you? Do you want to get to heaven? Then... You need trusting in God. Summary. When the Israelites trusted God, as we can see here, when they marched through the Red Sea, so when it had been separated, the waters, because of distrusting in God, they got through. When we, as you can see on this picture here, are at the entrance of a garden full of roses, as we can see here. I hope you can smell these roses through the internet. And all these colors, wow, it's simply great. So when you have a close look at this, that's our creator. He made this arrangement. He created all these beautiful plants, these bushes. Now, he wants you to be such a smelling rose. The ladies especially, in, in their faces, these beautiful faces of women. God made them in this way. And he wants us to have a special smell, a good one. He wants us to experience quality of life. He's a God of love and he wants you to get a good education. And this education is not just a school, as we know it all, but 
a school of love, loved by him, getting informed about his will and acting according to his will, obeying his will. Then you will experience the heights of the mountains on this earth and you will have a good view on everything. God wants you to get high above all the others. If you want to have more of life, then trust God. He has the best life for you.